thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to come and share your word with our people. And we, we, we thank you, Lord, for all of our people that come and listen. And we ask you, Lord, to open up their minds to be receptive to what you have for them tonight. And, Lord, make my tongue as the pen of a ready writer. And let you put your words in my mouth as to what you think that they should hear today. And we praise you. We give you glory. We give you honor. Woo, thank you, Jesus. So Robbie and Mike have gone through the New Testament and the Old Testament on healing. So what God laid it on to my heart to share with you all tonight is in the Old Testament, he wanted his people healed all the way back in Egypt. All the way back in Egypt. When they left Egypt in Exodus 15, 26. And I'm going to tie, kind of tie it in with some of my favorite chapters, my favorite verses. And they're right. I have studied healing and studied healing and studied healing and studied healing. <laughs> and I have done it because at my age... As you young ones don't know yet, but you will, as you get older, your body isn't as agile as it used to be. Your bones like to crick and crack, and you, you know, you move and you go, oh, ow, uh. And uh, Robbie and I try to be very careful not to moan and groan when we get up and sit down because Mike's mother did that. <laughs> and it got on our nerves. <laughs> so, you know, it's so. I guess I started healing, oh gosh, I started studying on healing, gosh, I guess about 15 years ago. It wasn't very far into my Christian walk once I got uh, past all of the things that I had done in the past and, you know, once I had gotten past all of the things that God really wanted me to fix in my life, and that goes from everything from, you know, lying to cussing to, you know, all those, all those fleshly things that we do that just, you know, it's very, very hard to train our bodies to get, a, to get past that. But then I was dealing with, I ripped my knees somehow, I don't know how, but I started out with walking with my knees. I started out, you know, I had heard that you lay hands on your body and you, you command it to be healed in Jesus Christ's name. You tell Satan to take his hands off your body and, and you'll be healed. Well, over it, it took a period of time, uh, probably about six to eight months, my knee became healed, 100% healed, with no pain whatsoever. Then I went, <laughs> I went snowboarding and I ripped it again. So I went through the same process all over again. So with God's word, with God's word, you can heal your body. I didn't have insurance at the time. I didn't want to go spend thousands of dollars, you know. I, I just didn't want to do that. So I stood on God's word. Well, as you get, as a baby Christian, you receive your healing a lot easier than as you do a mature Christian. Because as you mature, God expects you to use your faith and not somebody else's faith. God expects you to know the word good enough and to lean into him. And as we, be, as we grow as a Christian, we have a tendency to say, I got this, you know. God's got me. We're okay. But we don't really, really, really lean into what he has for us. We don't really push in to what he has for us. And so that's when I started my healing adventure. And uh, I've probably read... I can't say I've read all of Dad Hagen's books, but I've read a lot of them. Um, I've touched base on Lester Summerall's, and I've listened to bunches of sermons. I've listened to bunches of Dad Hagen's sermons. And uh, it just takes time, and it's a process. And now, like I said today, I had no pain. You know, we're, we're pushing in. Uh, I didn't know I had AFib. I had AFib for four years. Why did God not heal me of AFib? <laughs> yeah, right. You got to ask him to. I didn't even know I had it. I just knew I was feeling awful. 
so I got weak, and so now we're getting fit for Jesus, and uh, we're doing that four times a week, and we're staying with it, and I'm already stronger, and like I said, today was one of the first days I've had no pain in my body whatsoever. So let's go all the way back to Exodus at 15.26. And I'm going to touch on this just a little bit because that's not the main point. Um, But I do want to point out that God, way back there in Exodus, wanted his people healed. All right. 15 and 26. Uh, And said, if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of thy Lord thy God and wilt do that which is right in his sight um, and wilt give ear to his commandments and keep all of his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee that I have brought upon Egypt and I, for I am the Lord thy he, that healeth thee. Now, this is one of those, and Robbie's, Pastor Robbie's explained this many, many times. I will put. It is not put in Hebrew. That is permit. I will permit these, these, these diseases to come upon you. So he's saying, I will not permit any none of these diseases to come on to you. In Exodus, they were they were very disobedient. They had their they had the Egyptians had their pagan gods. They did not follow God in any way whatsoever. So guess what? They brought those diseases upon themselves. So and th- th- therefore they suffered. So now I'm going to and and God was you know God put God protected His people throughout that whole thing. Even the oldest son, you know, being being uh, killed, uh, and he, he had them put the blood, the lamb's blood, over the door, you know, so of, of their homes to protect those children to not receive that gas that came in and killed the eldest. So God again wants His people healed, and now we're going to go to, and I'm just going to do a few of these because. God is just so good. Okay, Exodus 23, 25 and 26. And ye shall serve your Lord, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water, and will take sickness away from the midst of thee. There shall nothing cast, cast their young, nor be barren in thy land, and the number of thy days be filled. Now I want you to notice something about both of these both of these. They will serve the Lord their God. How can he heal you if you don't let him? How can he heal you if you don't serve him? How can he heal you if you don't walk in his way? That's the blessings that we get as being the children of God and following him. So that was just another one I wanted to touch on. And then I'm going to go to... Six twenty three twenty five. Let's go to Psalms one hundred three. Now let's go to Psalms one hundred seven seventeen through twenty. And this is God throughout the whole Old Testament. This is how He worked throughout the whole Old Testament. People would get in there and they would follow Him and they would do what they were supposed to do, and He would heal them all. He would heal them all. And there was one point when they came out of Egypt. That they were all healed. Not one of them was sick. Not from the old to the youngest. Not one of them was sick. And that's how God took care of his people. Okay, then let's go to, let me see, Psalms 107, 17. That is just so good. You know, the more I've walked, the, the older I've got, the more peace I have, the more I appreciate what God has done for me. The more I, you know, the more the the more love I have for Him, the more I see His love in us, and it's just absolutely amazing. Okay, in this one, we're going to Psalms 107, and I'm just going to read. It actually goes back to, well, let's go back to 17. 
fools, fools, because of their transgressions and because of their iniquities are afflicted. Their soul abhorreth uh, all manner of meat, and they draw near unto the gates of death. They that, and then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saveth them out of their distresses. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from the, their destructions. Um, and delivered them, yeah, that's it. And delivered them from their destructions. Now let me say this about this. When I was young, I walked with God. I loved him with all my heart. I knew that I knew that I knew that I was saved. I knew that I knew that I was going to go to heaven. As I got older and I got out into the world and I got into my flesh and started doing the fleshly things, the further I would step away from God. And I explained it to the girls. I said, there's this umbrella of protection that's over you when you are walking in God's ways. But you, you, the, the more you walk away from him, you're getting out from underneath that umbrella of protection. You, you're, you're, getting, you're getting out of it. And that's exactly what I did. But let me tell you this. Every time I got myself into a situation, I would cry out to God and he would hear me because I was a child of God. He would hear me, hear me and get me out of the stupid mess that I got myself into. So, but you can only do that for so long because what happens over a period of time, you harden your heart. You harden your heart. You, 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 you miss the goodness that he has for you. So, uh, but, but that's exactly what these Israelites have done. Over and over and over again, they turn away from God and get into their pagan worship, which they grew up in, and they forget that's God's protection. So therefore, when they went in, when they, when, when they, when they got, to, got to the, they had to wait 40 years. They walked around that desert for 40 years. You know, it, I think it could have been done 11 days or 11 hours or something like that. It was ridiculous. So this is what we have to remember. In order for us to keep our healing, we have to walk in God's ways. You can't just say, oh, thank you, Lord, I'm healed. And go about your daily life and not pay attention to what God has for you. You just can't do it. Okay. So now let's go to one of my favorites. Let's go to Isaiah 53. Now the whole chapter of Isaiah 53 is about... Let me get there. Can I write it down? I've got it marked. Uh, nope, that's Jeremiah 31. Okay, I skipped Isaiah. Hold on. I didn't mark it. Yes, it is. It's 53, 4, and 5. And this, this, this is just, this is one of my favorites because I have an affection for birds and, and I have an affection for watching how they get through life and nobody even knows that they're sick and uh, they, they just replenish their health and they live forever. They're, they're just awesome. And he says in four, and this, and this is really, uh, this really, this whole, this whole chapter is about Christ, to be honest with you. It's, it's a reflection on, of Christ. And, uh, in, in three, his, it says, he is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. And that's this, this whole chapter is, is, is about Christ and what Christ went through and how he suffered. And this was in the Old Testament. This was Isaiah prophesying, God bringing Christ to us. And it says in four, Surely he hath borne our griefs, carried our sorrows, yet we did not esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But 
He was wounded for our transgressions and our in, for our iniquities. Uh, no, he was bruised for our iniquities and chastised, and by his stripes we were healed. And oops, that's not the one I thought it was, but there's the other one. I think it's 40. Uh, 40. But this is this is this is what God did. This is what this is the price that Jesus did for us, and He did it when, way back in Isaiah's time, like I don't know how many years, but several years before He came, probably three, four, five hundred years before He was ever, you know, conceived. And uh, when you guys go through the New Testament, you'll see what this is about. I've got to find one thing because. I want to find one thing real quick because I got to go there. This one is. Oh, 31. 4031. This is the one I was thinking of when I said that one. Um, 4031. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, they shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. And this one's on my computer screen. This one I see and I say almost every single day because he's going to mount us up as wings of eagles. He's going to renew us. If we can, we can run and we won't go. You know, when, when you go through four years of barely getting up and getting things done and when you really, really, really want to do things and you can't because you're just, don't have enough strength in you, this just really speaks to you. This really, really, really speaks to you. And uh, we, won't, we won't be weary. We will not be weary. We will, run. We, will, we, we, we will walk and we will run and we will not be faint. God is just so very good. Okay, so 53, 4, and 5. Now let's go to uh, Matthew, well, Jerry, 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 uh, Jeremiah 30, 31, 31, 31. So we're going from the Old Testament into the New Testament now. We're going from the Old Covenant to the New Covenant. And in uh, Jeremiah 30, 31, 31, I'm sorry I'm taking you guys in through so many scriptures, but this is the only way I know to get it across. 3131, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, and I will make a new covenant that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. He makes a new covenant. And when you, when you receive Christ, you are part of that new covenant. And in, in, in uh, Matthew 8, 17, he talks about he took our infirmities and he bare our sicknesses. Um, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, let's go there. This is uh, where Jesus paid the price. We now, we walk with Jesus. We now follow what Jesus' new commandment to love one another, to love God with all of our hearts. Now, let me see. Do you think God's going to heal us if we don't love him? Do you think we deserve to be healed if we don't love him? I don't. So I have chosen to love God with all my heart. And then Matthew eight seventeen. Now here I might get a little mixed up, but we're, we're, I'm. Oh no, I know exactly what I'm doing. Okay. Matthew eight. If you guys don't mark in your Bible, you need to. All right, and I'm also going to read sixteen because to me, uh, that's that's part of of seventeen. Okay, um, Matthew eight sixteen, he says, when, when, when the even was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, 
And he cast them out, and he cast out the spirits with his word, and healed all that were sick, that they might be fulfilled with that that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, "Himself took our our, our infirmities and 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 uh, bear our sicknesses." Jesus, this is just a confirmation of what Isaiah said, prophesied way back there. God had a plan. God knew we were going to mess up. God knew his people were going to mess up. So he had a plan. He had a plan that his son would come. His son would get to know the people. He would live as a human. His son would feel what we feel. His son would be, um, what do you say, enticed like we're enticed to sin. You know, he, he would be tempted. He would, he would be enticed to, to do wrong, to not live the life. So God gives us a choice. You know, when he created us, he gave us a choice. And it's up to us whether we're going to follow that choice or not. It's up to me whether I'm going to read his, read his word, and it's up to me whether I'm going to be healed or not. You know, it's up to me. I can't lay around and be sick and miserable and go, oh, God, why don't you heal me? Come on. You know, it's, that's not the way it's supposed to be. We're supposed to read his word, get his word down on the inside of us, and do what God wants us to do and live the way he wants us to live and be respectful of all that he has done to us, you know, and for us. You know, if we're not respectful of it, how can, how can we appreciate what he does, you know? So God is just awesome, you know? Then I, I want to go to, um, let's go to John one for just a minute. And this again is one of my favorites. John 1 1. In the beginning, the Word was the Word. Who's the Word? Who's the Word? It's in our Bible. Who's the Word? Right. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The Word was with God. The Jesus was with God from the very beginning. Why? Because he's God. All right. The same was in the beginning, was the same uh, was in the beginning with God. All things that were made by him without him was not anything made that was made. <laughs> now this gets confusing, so, so you got to think about this. All things that were made... By all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Nothing was made without him. God spoke, it was done. Okay? Jesus made it. Got it? Jesus was in the beginning. And Jesus, you know. You got to give the guy some credit. Come on. You got to give him some credit. Look what he did. Here he is. He's sitting up in heaven. Oh, yeah, we can do this. Let's make that. Let's do this. Well, no. no. Okay, Lord, I'll go to work. I'll go down. I'll become human. I'll become human. I'll see what these people do. I'll see how these people live. I'll see what they're tempted against. I'll check it out for you, God. And that's exactly what he did. So then he paid the price. Then he went, he, he, he went to the cross and, and, and he was whipped. He was, you know, I can't, even, I can't even fathom, you know, how he ever even made it. If it wasn't for God, he, well, he was. But, you know, he was human while he was on earth. He suffered the pains that we suffer, you know. The Holy Spirit was on him. It wasn't in him. Remember, it landed on, it came down upon him like a dove. 
Guess what? The Holy Spirit's in us. Why can we not do it? <sighs> you know? And, and uh, these kids get upset with me because I'm so blunt with them, but I don't know how to... And Cam, please understand. I am so blunt, I don't mean to hurt your feelings, but I probably will. Because I have hurt every single one of these girls, these kids' feelings. But it's, but it's because I love them, and it's because that's how God may be, and because God is so good. Now, I want to go to John 10.10 10 for just a minute. Yeah, they, they, they pounded that crown of thorns. And, and think about this. Think about this. Hung on that cross for how many hours? It's amazing he sustained as long as he did because he should have been dead before he got on the cross. But nails in your hands, pounded into your hands, pounded into your feet, and that's one of the worst deaths you could ever have because basically you suffer in your own fluids because unless you can push yourself up straight, you drowned, you know, and uh, the piercing, the piercing, when the water came out, that showed that he, and, and they, they account for this today in, in, the medic, in the medical field, that water is all of his fluids coming out of his body. That said, he's dead. That said, he's dead. So, yes, I agree. <laughs> God is just... Anyway, John 10, 10. And this one we do a lot. And we always, we always concentrate on the first part of it. And we don't always listen to the second part of it. And the second part of it is what's so good. Because he gives God credit for what, for what, for what he does. Okay. John 10, 10. Now, this is, this, is, this is a scripture I stood on for, because I was, as I first came to God, and, and uh, this I really, really stood on, because the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Satan is after each and every single one of us from birth. Satan is after each and every single one of us when he puts us in, a, in our mama's womb. Satan attacked Robbie when she was one day old. One day old, and I knew nothing. So this is how Satan comes. He knew what she was going to become. God knew what she was going to become. And Satan did his very best to stop her and to stop Michael. So our pastors have come a long, hard way, both of them. So... I give all the credit to God. The second part of this is the part that we have a tendency not to say. Jesus says, I am come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. He's here that we might have life more abundantly. Not only in our afterlife. He came so that we can have life more abundantly today. More abundantly today. And all you have to do is follow his word. All you have to do is learn about him. All you have to do is walk in his ways. And his ways are not that hard to walk in. Our flesh does not want us to do it. And Satan's going to try and stop us. But that's not what, that's not, that's not what, that's not what it's about. You know, so he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Now I want to go to Mark sixteen, seventeen, and 18. And if you are a follower of Christ, this is what you're supposed to be doing with your life. 
if you are walking with Christ, this is what you are supposed to do. Okay, where am I at? 16. This is another one of my favorite verses. This I have it underlined, and this is what helped me decide to go into the detention detention center and talk with the girls. Because, you know, everybody goes, everybody goes, what does God want me to do with my life? What does God want me to do? How am I supposed to serve God? What am I supposed to do? I'm going to start at 5, 15. And he said to them, this was his disciples, this was Christ talking to them, go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Every creature. Preach the gospel. He that believeth and is not baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. If you don't believe in them, you're not going to get saved. And if you don't believe in them, you're not going to have a really good life. You know, it's amazing how many people, and, and, and we look at people that have a lot of money, you know, and, and, and have, you know, and they're not, they're not Christians. But you know what? They don't have the love and the peace and the joy that we have. They're missing that in their life. And so uh, that is so very, very important. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. Well, first you've got to cast the devils out of yourself. You've got to get your flesh under control. You've got to let your flesh quit winning. So casting the devils out of yourself is your first step. And you do that by reading his word, and learning to walk in his ways. Uh, in my name I shall cast out devils. They shall speak in new tongues. A lot of people don't believe in that today. I had a person tell me a week ago, well, I think that just sounds evil. And I'm like, no, nah, I've never known it to sound evil. But it could if it were the wrong person saying it. They shall take up serpents. And they shall drink any, they shall drink any, if, if they drink any deadly thing. Remember that's if they drink any deadly thing. You don't go out and drink some poison just to drink it. It shall not hurt them. Then it says they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. They lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And that's where we're at tonight with healing. We should lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Now you have to, you can't just go willy-nilly and ask, walk up to somebody in, New, in, in, New, in Walmart and say, oh, can I lay hands on you? You know, we have a friend of ours that's in a wheelchair and he had somebody do that and he's like, what are you trying to do? You know, he didn't even believe in Christ. So, you know, can I pray for you? You know, if a person wants prayer, you know, if, if, First of all, if a person wants, wants prayer, God will lead you to that person. You don't go up to just anybody willy-nilly. You know, God says, I want you to go pray for that person there. So you go up and you introduce and you say, hi, how are you? And talk to them a little bit. And find out a little bit about them. And you know what? Nine times out of ten, they're going to pour their heart out to you. And then you can say, can I pray for you? And they'll say, yes. That's when you pray for them. If they say, no, thank you, say, well, have a blessed day. I hope you feel better. But they shall recover. Does that mean they're going to get instantly healed? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. With me, now, I have to read his, read his word, and I progressively get healed. It comes over a period of time. It doesn't happen instantly. Even when somebody lays hands on me here at the church, it doesn't always instantly happen. So I've had busted up knees, a bad back. I've had uh, arthritis. I'm still living with, well, no, I'm not. I'm denying it in Jesus Christ's name. But arthritis tries to attack my body on a daily basis, on a daily basis. So what do you do? 
you stand against it, you read his word, you learn what God wants you to learn, and then you exercise, and then you do what God tells you to do. God's going to tell you to do something, whatever that arthritis is. He's going to tell you to do something with it. And then you do it. You don't go, oh, I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to do that today. I've done it. I'm like, God, I don't want to do that. You know? <laughs> but the other thing is, is as you lay hands on the sick, you know, God heals you a little bit more. You know? It's, it's amazing how God will use you to lay hands on somebody else and get them healed. And then all of a sudden you feel better. That's that Holy Spirit down on the inside of you going, yeah, you did it. You're walking with God now. I have a young lady, and, 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 and it's hard because sometimes you don't know when to pray for somebody. you know. And, and I have a young lady uh, that, that uh, she's in the detention center, and, and her heart's bothering her really, really bad. And she goes, I'm having a heart attack, and they don't care. They won't do anything. And I said, well, first of all, I said, uh, I'm sorry that your heart's bothering you. I said, but second of all, I said, it's not that they don't want to do anything. They have a hard time getting the help that you need. Sometimes you just have to be patient, you know? And she says, they don't believe me. They just don't believe me. And I said, I said, are you a child of God? Have you received Christ as your Lord and Savior? Because, you know, it's really helpful if they've done that. And she says, yes. And so I laid hands on her, and I pray for the miracle. I don't pray, oh, when the doctor sees you, you'll get better. No, 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 no. I pray for the miracle. I prayed for that blood to flow through her heart as it should flow through it. I prayed for her pain to be removed from her chest. I prayed for... God to have his healing hand upon her and that she receive it and she is healed. Well, at the end of that, I thought, was I supposed to do that, Lord? Because, you know, Satan's going to come along and go, what do you think you're doing? Yeah, what do you think you're doing? Who do you think you are? Well, I said to the girl afterwards, I said, God wants you healed and I want you to know God wants you healed. God does not want you sick. And I said, next week when I come, I'm going to bring you the 109 healing scriptures for you to read over yourself every day. I said, in the meantime, I said, quit worrying about it. Quit confessing that you're having a heart attack. Quit worrying about it. And she went, duh, wisdom. <laughs> so if your heart's bothering you, you don't need to be worrying about it. So I went back the next week and I took the healing scriptures and I says, how are you doing? And she says, I'm doing really, really well, thank you. And she said, they got me some blood pressure medicine. My blood pressure is normal. And she said, I feel much, much better. And I said, good. I said, here's your 109 healing scriptures, and here's a book as to why God wants you healed. This is what you do. You know, If you have time to sit down with that person before you pray for him and can explain to him or her, what's going on and, and how God wants them healed and read some scriptures to them and tell them why God wants them healed and let them read them for themselves. Now, one of my favorite, favorite scriptures in the whole... Well, let's go to Colossians 2.15 for just a minute. Colossians 2.15. Hmm. I had this one written down. Okay. And having spoiled prince... Oh, I know why. Because you're going from the Old Testament into the New Testament. Um, we've got the New Covenant. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphantly over them in it. And this is talking about Christ. Let's back up to 13. Let's go ahead and back up to 13 because that's where it really kind of starts. Well, actually, it starts in 12. They buried him. Let's go to 12. Okay. Buried with him in baptism, with an, uh, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith and the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. And you being buried in your sins, the uncircumcision of your flesh hath quickened together him having 
forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwritten of of ordinances that was against us and with which was contrary to us, took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. Literally, they took Jesus out of the way and nailed him to the cross. He was, he was healing people right and left. And, and he was growing people in the belief of God. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphantly over them in it. So openly, triumphantly over it, he, 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 he took, took Satan down. Took Satan down right then and there. Satan longer, no longer has power over us. He did that. And then I want to go someplace else, and I'm not sure where it is. That's where I was thinking it might be. But um, is it 3 8? 2 Corinthians? Oh, yes. This is, what, this is another one of my favorites. I just love God's Word. 2 Corinthians, and you probably, all of you probably know this one. Um, This is what happens when you receive Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17, that's what it should be. Yeah. Okay. When we receive Christ, he takes out our old, he, he, he cuts our old stony heart out and puts in flesh. And says, therefore, let's do with 16 first. Wherefore, henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, Yet no, henceforth, henceforth, know him no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things passed away, and all things become new. Old things passed away. We let go of the old. And Pastor Robbie's talked about this many, many times. But when we become, when 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 we accept Christ, and I'm I'm missing that particular scripture but when we accept Christ he cuts out that old stony heart remember I said the more we walk in the flesh the more we walk away from God our heart becomes stone that's what happens so when you receive Christ he takes that old stony heart out and puts in a flesh one with love and grace and peace and that's the new man that's the new man you're supposed to walk with You're not supposed to walk with the old man that you walked with that was in the world. You're supposed to walk as that new man. And that spirit down on the inside of you is going to lead you to do what's right. Just like when I tore up my knee, the spirit on the inside of me said, every time that knee hurts, you say, thank you, Lord, my my, my knee is healed. Thank you for healing my knee. And that's what I did for probably six to eight months. I didn't have an operation my knees work perfectly right now. I'm a little slow sometimes because somebody's... <laughs> we're not going to go there. It's a little slow moving sometimes, but I move. And I appreciate. I love God. I appreciate him for all that he has done for me. And now my very last scripture, and this is really the one that I stand on 24-7, is First uh, Peter 2.24. I stand on this one because it covers everything. It covers everything. And uh, this is one that uh, God leads. I I say this all the time. I, I, I just say this all the time. By whose stripes we were healed. That last line, by whose stripes we were healed. By his stripes I am healed. By his stripes, I can see. By his stripes, I can heal. By his stripes, I am healed. So 24 starts with, Who himself bear our sins in our own body on the tree, 
he bore all of our sins on that tree. Can you imagine the emotional state when he bore all of our sins? All of those sins running through his head? That we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness. We're to live unto righteousness. We're to live the way God wants us to live. We're to, we're to live the way God made us to live. And, you know, I've done life with God. I have done life without God. And I will never do life without God again. It will not happen in my life. Uh, you know, we all say things that, you know, this is just, this is who I am now. This is who I am. You can't take God out of me. You can't put the devil in me. It ain't happening. It ain't happening. You know, I will walk in his ways for the rest of my life. I don't tell lies. I don't tear people down. I don't gossip. You know, we we need to definitely don't steal. You know, but, you know, not going to kill anybody. But, you know, the little sin is just as bad as the big sin. And And this is my goal in life is to walk the way God would have me to walk so he can use me any way that he needs to use me. And um, he's a good God. You know, so if you, can, if you can walk with him, if you can serve him, you will have nothing but peace and joy in your life. But you have to listen to that spirit that's down on the inside of you. And when, he, when that spirit tells you to pray for somebody, go pray for him. You know, I was like, oh, really, God? You want me to go pray for that? That person, I don't even know that person. But I walk up to the person, I introduce myself, and I just start talking to him. And, okay, Lord, I said, would you like me to pray for you? And we've done this many, many times. Robbie and I have gone to the hospital many times. We've gone and talked to people many times. And God has worked miracles. And do we always get a miracle? Mm, no, but I tell you what, they always recover. You know, as long as they do what they're supposed to do, like God told this one person not to worry. You know, he told another person, you got to forgive somebody. You know, as long as, as long as you walk in God's ways and you share his word, and I just love sharing his word. You know, I love sharing his word that somebody doesn't even, you know, one young lady in, in, in the center, she did not even know uh, Christ. She had not, she, she, she says, I, I'm an atheist. We had a young girl come this last week, and she says, I'm an agnostic. And the young lady that, the one young lady that received Christ that was, you know, an atheist, she was like, what's an agnostic? So, you know, we explain. But, you know, every chance that you get, they don't, they believe that there is a God, but they don't believe in Jesus. Yeah. They're agnostic. They don't believe in Jesus. And uh, that they, yeah, that there is that there's many gods. Some of them believe that there's many gods, and there is you know little god, little gods, the little g gods. So um, just let God use you. Follow your spirit, and. Miss Brooks gone to so many people, and you know, and Derek, you know, and Derek gets, I just get so tired of asking because they always tell me no, you know. <laughs> Come to church, no, well maybe that's no. <laughs> so, <laughs> did you invite him again? Good job. It, you know, it's it's amazing. God, God, you know, there'll be that one time that you just might get through, you know. There's always that hope. And uh, take them books. That's what these books are here for, you know, to take them and share them with people. And uh, uh, Ann Rose, I took I took the, heal, the 109 healing scriptures to her and a book, Why She Once Got. And you never know how people are going to receive it. She wasn't there, and I knew she was a Christian. But they were like, oh, thank you so much. I will give this to her, you know. So you just don't know how people are going to receive you, but just step out. Just step out and let God use you. It's amazing what God will do. And I, I just can't say that enough. So I think with 1 Peter 2.24, I'm closing. 
And I want to thank you all um, for listening. I want to thank God for letting me share this with you all. Um, I will be studying healing again tonight. <laughs> and uh, I do it every night before I go to bed. And there is Dad Hagen's book, uh, Health Food. And uh, it's one page. I read it every day. And uh, it's, it's made a, a real difference in my, in my life. And it's really built my faith. But then there's times I just really like to get into digging into some of his other books and, and more about healing. And um, I want to thank you all. I guess we need to do tithes and offering. You going to do that for me, Zach? And I, I, I left, I'm like Robbie, Pastor Robbie. I left my check in there and <laughs> I will be adding it. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, we, we pass the bowl, and you don't necessarily have to put anything in it. Just touch it and say, thank you, Lord, for what you can give me so I can give. And uh, he's, he's faithful to do that. Um, Father God, I come to you in Jesus Christ's name, and I want to thank you for tonight. I want to thank you for sharing God's word and for you giving me the words to say. You are such a mighty and wonderful God. You are my healer. You are my provider. You are my savior. And I want to thank you, Lord. I want to thank you for each and every single thing that you have put me into. I want to thank you, Lord, for every single one of these people that come to our church and, and come to hear the word. I want you to I ask you, Lord, to bless them with more than enough. And I ask you, Lord, to bless this, we bless this offering unto you, and may it be more than enough, and may your people be blessed more than enough, running over, in Jesus Christ's name, we thank you, amen. All right. Oh, you can save the people. (laughs) 